Hello, friends, and welcome to Boat 502, your home port for news and information about boating on the Ohio River in and around Louisville, Kentucky. Thanks for joining us, and welcome aboard. Boat 502 is bringing you a special episode today to highlight a great annual event that's popular with our local boating community. Chunk and Pumpkin, which takes place each fall at Captain's Quarters Riverside Grill, is a fun event for boaters and non-boaters alike. I mean, who doesn't like seeing giant catapults launching pumpkins into the river? But there's more to this great annual tradition and how it came to be, and that's what our show is focused on today. Chunk and Pumpkin is also a significant annual fundraiser for two important patient advocacy organizations that support those dealing with breast cancer, Hope Scarves and Twisted Pink. Today, we talked with Andrew Masterson, the owner of Captain's Quarters, Nanette Vale with Hope Scarves, and Caroline Johnson with Twisted Pink. We will hope you will find it fun and informative. And don't forget to come out on October 16th and join us for Chunk and Pumpkin at Captain's Quarters. Andrew, Caroline, Nanette, thank you all for joining us today. Uh, really excited. This is uh, one of my favorite events of the year. It's a perfect way to celebrate uh, two things that I love. Uh, one is um, fall in Louisville on the river, which is spectacular. Uh, and second is supporting a couple of uh, nonprofits that I've, I feel very uh, passionate about. So, um, Andrew, I'm going to start with you. Um, Chunk and Pumpkin, uh, what is it? Why did you start it? Uh, just tell, tell us more about it. Well, it uh, is exactly what it sounds like. We are chunking pumpkins into the river. Um, it started uh, back in August of 2015 when my wife was diagnosed with breast cancer. Uh, and both Twisted Pink and Caroline and Laura McGregor at um, uh, Hope Scarves uh, both stepped up um, and contacted my wife and reached out and offered all kinds of emotional uh, uh, support for her through a very difficult time. Um, when I realized that uh, the unbelievable work that these ladies do, um, not only in supporting breast cancer research, but supporting those that are affected with breast cancer, and more importantly, metastatic breast cancer, um, I had to use my resources and my facility to figure out a way to give back to those groups. And uh, it was fall when I was sitting around thinking about what we could do and uh, a pumpkin event, a fall event, something um, sounded interesting and uh, kind of came up with this uh, medieval um, machine uh, contest of uh, throwing pumpkins with trebuchets into the river. And, um, and that's uh, kind of the nuts and bolts of it. Uh, but we started the event, we built the trebuchet, and we got a couple other groups to bring their trebuchets. If you didn't know that, there are quite a few here in town, the people that, that have contests that uh, chunk pumpkins. Um, I got them to show up, and uh, we would uh, basically take a donation to throw a pumpkin into the river, and we raised a couple thousand dollars that year. Uh, and uh, so this is uh, the eighth year that we've done it, and we're looking forward to a great event. I think each year we've raised a little bit more. I think last year was somewhere around fifteen or 16000 and I hope we break the 20000 mark this year with, uh, with everybody's support. Well, the uh, 
first thing that I want to make sure that we mention, and we'll mention this a couple different times on the podcast, is um, if you want to make a donation to this organization, how do you make a do- donation to to this event? Well, there's a number of ways. We've we've got some unbelievable sponsors that have stepped up year in and year out to um, um, help the event take shape. Um, the uh, the way that the public can get involved, the way that the public can get involved is uh, by showing up. We will donate 15% of our sales that day uh, to Twisted Pink and Hope Scarves. Um, they can sponsor a pumpkin that will meet its fate um, by getting thrown into the river. Uh, the pumpkin will cost $10. Uh, 100% of that will go to the, uh, to the charity. Um, There'll be other things around uh, the property throughout the day that they can make donations for in return for playing a kid's game, getting in a bounce house. Um, We have a bottle of 15-year Pappy that we're raffling off. Um, There's just a whole number of ways that people can come out and give. And while we want everybody to donate, uh, it is a free event. It is open to the public. You're welcome to come out here and not spend a dime. But of course, we do hope that everybody will find it within their hearts to to give to these organizations. And, and the money does go to Twisted Pink and Hope Scarves. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes. And so with that, why don't we uh, bring in um, Caroline first to talk about Twisted Pink. Caroline's the founder of Twisted Pink. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your organization and, and why you started it? Sure. So Twisted Pink um, was started a year after I was diagnosed with stage three estrogen positive breast cancer, and that was nine years ago. So after I went through my treatment for that particular type of breast cancer, it consisted of chemotherapy, radiation, um, several different surgeries. Um, it was around October that I started my chemotherapy and radiation, and I was really hard pressed to drive down Shelbyville Road without seeing pink everywhere. Um, restaurants were painting horses pink, and you, you know, I would pass them all, and it was pink everywhere. And I just started to question, you know, where is this money going? You know, what is the support going to? And what I found after my research was that very little was going to stage four research, which was ultimately, in my opinion, going to cure breast cancer. And at the same time I was diagnosed, um, Laura McGregor with with Hope Scarves was um, receiving a recurrence of metastatic breast cancer diagnosis. And that's how I connected with Laura and the Hope Scarves organization. And we became quickly became friends. and I wanted to do something to make a difference in the lives of people living with stage four cancer. So I started the organization in June of 2015, and we started with a masquerade ball gala in uh, January of that year, raised $100,000 that first night, and Laura was our keynote speaker and did a wonderful job. Um, and we knew we had something special in our city and a large group of friends that would help us raise money for our research. Um, and you know, with some of my fondest memories um, on this journey with this organization is meeting people like Laura who have dedicated their lives to funding research. And obviously she did it because you know, she had a breast cancer connection and um, you know, I'll let Nanette talk more about Hope Scarves, but it's just amazing to meet women who go down this path and are willing to um, 
dedicate their lives to doing something better for people that are living with the disease. And what most people don't realize is that metastatic breast cancer is stage four, there's no cure. Um, so women and men that are diagnosed with it are going to live the rest of their lives in treatment. And whereas early stage breast cancer patients, um, you know, the vast majority of us, 70%, will have your treatment and then go on to live a somewhat normal life because there's always fear of recurrence, but 20 to 30% of patients will have a, a recurrence of metastatic disease. And when that happens, it, it can be like life altering. And, um, you know, you have to live with the fact that you just don't know when your time on this planet is up and um, you live each day to the fullest and you do what you can to um, make each moment count. And so um, that's what Twisted Pink is about. We are, our mission is to provide hope and connection to people living with metastatic breast cancer. We do that by funding research primarily, but we also um, now have a box of hope program where we send boxes of hope to people living with breast cancer all over the country. And um, we started that during COVID and because the, the pandemic really shook all kinds of nonprofits worlds, we were looking for ways to reach out to patients and have a direct connection. And so we started this Box of Hope program and we've sent, I think maybe close to 4,000 boxes since it started to people living with breast cancer. And it's had a really great response. It allows us to have a patient outreach and um, allows us to actually raise more funding for research because people, more and more people are aware of what we're doing. Nanette, I'd like to uh, pass it over to you and, and to pick up from uh, Caroline's story of, um, you know, kind of the idea of community and working together and supporting people. Uh, I know that Hope Scars plays a really important role in the community, especially those that are living with cancer and, and undergoing treatment. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, what Hope Scarves does and, and, and um, its founding? Yes, um, I'm happy to. As, as Caroline mentioned before, our founder, Laura McGregor, um, was diagnosed with breast cancer when she was 30 years old and she was pregnant with her second child. And a friend of a friend gave her a box of scarves with a note that said, you can do this. And she said that she received a lot of just en encouragement and, I guess, support, knowing that someone had been through this before. She had those scarves with her. It gave her the encouragement that she needed to get through this. Um, and when she was finished with her treatment and she was going to go back to, quote, her normal life pre-cancer, she called that friend and said, okay, I'm finished with these scarves. What do you want me to do with them? And the woman told her to just pass them on. So she went to a young survivors um, organization and she met a, a young girl named Roberta that was there. And they kind of... Um, struck up a friendship conversation and she ended up uh, teaching Roberta how to tie a scarf and she gave Roberta the box of scarves and Roberta was so moved by the fact that she would give that to her that that kind of struck an idea in Laura's mind of hey this is something that could be a thing so with her brand new uh, baby helper in her spare bedroom of her home she started uh, doing this same thing sending scarves and stories out to other people who were facing any kind of cancer. So we support uh, people who are facing cancer, uh, any type of cancer in active treatment, and we send scarves and stories to them. And uh, what we try to do is match up a story from someone who has been diagnosed with a similar cancer to the, person, the scarf recipient 
and of a similar age that has a lot of words of encouragement and things to help them boost them through their treatment as well. But unfortunately, Lara was diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer. And uh, later on in that time period, she realized that while the scarves and the stories are encouraging and they are wonderful and, and they mean so much to our scarf recipients, they are not going to extend lives. And so that was why in 2016, we established our metastatic research fund. And we have been, um, since establishing that fund, we have raised over a million dollars towards uh, breast cancer metastatic research. And that money that is given to us is matched on a one-to-one -one anonymous uh, donors from anonymous donors. And so we have had, we've been able to have over a $2 million impact in the research world. Um, and currently we are supporting clinical and translational research in projects at Brown Cancer Center the Norton Cancer Institute, Dana-Farber, and Johns Hopkins. And through our scarves, we've shared over 30,000 scarves. They've gone to all different states, all 50 states in the U.S., and gone to over 34 different countries. So we're pretty excited that we've been able to have that kind of reach, both with our scarf recipients and with the cancer research funds that we've been able to donate. I think one thing I'd like to, to add is, you know, when, when we did start this event in 2015, Melissa's, uh, my wife's diagnosis was just regular breast cancer. And, and um, I knew that what Twisted Pink and Hope Scars was, was uh, mainly focused on was metastatic breast cancer research. And I don't think that everybody totally understands um, what that diagnosis means or is. Um, unfortunately for us, Melissa had a recurrence back in 2020 and, uh, she is now diagnosed with metastatic and it's in her spine and in her brain. Um, and it's been, um, a unbelievable turn of events for us, but knowing what this event is supporting and has supported all along and the fact that now we're impacted by it as we are, um, I've, myself and my entire family has, has kind of got a new push uh, to continue to grow this event and continue to support these organizations and, and the unbelievable work that they do because it really does change many, many people's lives and and my wife's in, included. Yeah, I don't think uh, anybody can emphasize enough the the power of community around those that are, are living with cancer and uh, and all the support that we need um, for for you know, to, to, to give those people and, and to help them through this process. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I've learned a lot about uh, uh, metastatic breast, breast cancer after getting to know Caroline and getting to know Laura and Hope Scarves. Uh, and it's as much about awareness, um, which is important, but also about funding that research so that others down the road won't have to, um, you know, necessarily have to take the same path that those in the past have had to take. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot to learn about these organizations, two great organizations to support. Um, let's go back over uh, Chunk and Pumpkin itself. Um, so uh, Andrew, what's the date of Chunk and Pumpkin and um, time, all the details, so that everybody that wants to show up to support these great organizations can come out? Sure, well, it will be held on uh, Sunday the, uh, gosh, Six. the 16th, yeah. right? Yes. 16th. <laughs> 
uh, Sunday, October 16th. Um, we will, um, of course, we open at 11 o'clock, but the events will start around 1 o'clock uh, and we'll run till usually 6 o'clock. But the past couple of years, it'll run a little bit late because there'll be so many people uh, wanting to continue to give and give. Uh, so we'll run as long as it as long as we can safely throw pumpkins into the river without hitting uh, any passage, uh, passing boats. Um, and again, it is a free event to come in. Uh, we will have live entertainment uh, playing from uh, 1 o'clock all the way through 10 o'clock at night. Uh, we have a couple different bands that will be playing all day long. Um, again, we'll have bounce houses for the kids. Uh, we'll have lots of different food options that you can walk up and buy. Uh, the bars will be open, of course, and uh, or you can just come in and have dinner or lunch, and uh, a portion of your sales will go to the uh, charities as well. And Andrew, I can't thank you enough for doing this event again, supporting two great organizations, but also raising awareness about, um, you know, the need to support further research and access to care uh, and things along those lines. Uh, what's 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 one thing that each of you hope that people take away from this event? Caroline, you want to start? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> so I hope that people take away that we have a great community here in our city and um they just have a beautiful day out on the river and leave with so much more hope than they came with. Nanette, Nanette you're, you're next. Um, I would have to say Laura's thing that she always said was always hope, that they take away hope, that the hope is always there and we just have to look for it. And Laura was very famous for saying, we have to live life over cancer and just enjoy every moment of every day that we have and see that as a blessing. So always hope that was that was her tagline. And I think mine would be that um, there are so many ways to give. There are so many ways to support those affected with with this disease. Um, and even a, a ten dollar pumpkin can make a big difference. Um, and uh, hopefully uh, other people, other businesses, uh, other individuals can see that something as silly and simple as throwing a pumpkin into the river can uh, actually do some good uh, in the long run if you uh, want it to. Um, and I hope others will step up to the plate and do uh, similar silly things to raise a little money and a little awareness. So come, give early, give often, uh, help support uh, some great causes, enjoy a beautiful day on the river. And speaking of on the river, um, Andrew, I, I, we should absolutely not end the podcast before we talk about the fact that you do have a beautiful restaurant. It's very uh, you know famous in the area for, for uh, boaters coming up to it and enjoying uh, the view, enjoying the water. Um, we're also going to be throwing pumpkins into the water. So what's your recommendation for any uh, any boaters that want to come up and, and be a part of this event uh, from the water uh, as well as from land? Well, rest assured that we do it very safely and we are paying close attention to the river traffic uh, before we launch. Um, but many years past, uh, people have anchored out and watched the activities um, and we encourage them to do so and have a little fun with their own family. and. Uh, sit and watch. Hopefully, uh, we put floating targets out in the water. Um, and if a guest pumpkin hits that target, uh, we have a, a, a dozen or, or mo more uh, local restaurants that have donated gift certificates for the event. Um, that guest whose pumpkin hits the target actually wins the gift certificate. So uh, that was something else I failed to mention earlier. 
Um, but the boaters will see those floating targets and I would not get too close to them. Um, that would be my only bit of advice, but we will uh, use every um, uh, bit of precaution that we, we have in the past. We have not yet hit a boat um, and we don't plan to do that either. Uh, it is it is a safe event. Uh, it is a fun event and I hope that the boaters will come out and support. So by land, by water, doesn't matter, come out, uh, throw some pumpkins into the water, support two great organizations uh, and enjoy a beautiful fall day on the river. All right, thank That's you right. everybody for uh, joining us today. Thank, thank you. you for having us. Boat 502 and the Cruising the Ohio River podcast are productions of RunSwitch PR and the Bluegrass Media Lab, Kentucky's premier digital production studio.